Hey, I'm Austin and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. The Christmas season is often described as the most wonderful time of the year. Between parties, new gadgets, and never-ending food, it is truly wonderful. But all of these activities bring their own levels of stress, chaos, and expense. Often it's just too much. Too much to do, too much to eat, too much to buy. Is it time to say goodbye to too much? What if this Christmas season had a true focus on the advent of the one who changed everything? What if we reinvent Advent? Join Valley Point Church this December as we intentionally choose to experience Advent in a new way with less stress and more joy, real joy, lasting joy. Let's reinvent Advent. This is the third Sunday of Advent, and the third candle is called the Candle of Joy. And it tells us that the only real and lasting joy that comes in life is through knowing Jesus. And He is the one who delivers joy. He is the one who brings joy. And the joy that He delivers, the joy that He brings, is something that can last and sustain us even when we're not happy. Like when we all drove home last Sunday in the snowstorm, right? That was something, wasn't it? And if that doesn't drive everybody in here to start attending at 9.15, I don't know if anything will. Now, be honest with me. How many of you were thinking as you were stuck in traffic on the way home, I knew we shouldn't have gone to church today? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Many of us were not very fortunate, and we probably weren't very happy. And it's interesting because there is a difference between being happy and being filled with joy. There's a difference there. Uniquely in Scripture, the word happy or happiness is used about 30 different times. But the word rejoice or joy is used over 300 times. And when you begin to peel apart those different words and really investigate what's happening there, you understand that Scripture itself tells us that there is a difference between happiness and between joy. See, happiness tends to be fleeting, and it often depends upon temporal things, like circumstances. That's happiness. And that's not bad. There's nothing wrong with being happy. As a matter of fact, being happy is generally a good thing. For example, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Starbucks, and I ordered the largest peppermint mocha that they had on the menu, and I drank it, and it was amazing. It tasted great, and I was happy with my peppermint mocha. It brought joy and happiness into my life, but it was temporal. I had it for a moment, but it was eventually gone, and that's kind of what happiness is about. It depends on the things that are happening around me, where joy, on the other hand, is a true contentment that comes from internal factors, like my friendship and my relationship with Jesus. And here's the thing about joy. It does not depend on what is happening around me. So happiness, external factors... And it's often fleeting and temporal, 
But joy, on the other hand, comes from deep within and can last for a very long time. Meaning that I might not be happy with what's happening around me. I might not be very excited about that, but I can have this deep abiding joy on the inside, even if I don't like my circumstances. Does that make sense? Okay, we're going to talk about that today and think about how we can reinvent Advent with less stress and more joy, real joy, lasting joy that comes from deep within. So let's just pray and ask God to challenge us, and then we'll think about how to stress less. Father, we step into your presence right now, and we just pause and ask that you would meet with us and that you would challenge us, help us to be alert and ready to assimilate everything that you plant into our minds and into our hearts right now. God, because I believe in the next few days, we're all going to walk through things that just bring stress into our lives. There's going to be financial things, there's going to be schedule things, there's going to be work things, family stuff. And God, all of this just has a way of piling up on us to where we're not very happy And it even can steal our joy. And so, God, we want to talk about how we can have this lasting and this abiding joy that you offer to us. So, God, help us to be so ready to walk out of here in a few moments and do whatever it is that you plant in our hearts. And we'll thank you for helping us to stress less in this great season where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Christmas is only 10 days away. It's close. And one of the things that people tend to enjoy about this time of the year is that there is a lot of happiness. We even boisterously sing, joy to the world, the Lord is... Okay? Joy to the world, the Lord is... Yeah, there you go. So you're awake, and that's a good thing. And I think if we really consider that phrase and that lyric and that sentiment you would think that there should be this joy that comes from inside of us as a result of the advent or the arrival of Jesus. And if that were true, if that were really happening inside of us, wouldn't that reinvent advent for every single person? I think it would. But yet there is stuff to buy and stuff to do and stuff to be and often what should be the most wonderful time of the year is often the most stressful time of the year. And we even see this reflected in our e-cards. Check this one out. You might appreciate this. I hope you like your gift. Shopping for it has caused me debilitating stress. (laughs) Right? You ever feel that way about a gift? Yeah, or maybe it's this one. Dear Santa, this year all I want for Christmas is a fat bank account and a skinny body. Let's not try to mix up the two like what you did last year, right? Just a lot of stress that kind of enters in at this time of the year. And I recently did some research about how we can stress less at Christmas time. And I came across a website that talked about different ways and tips that you can put into your life as you walk through this season. And I thought it was a little bizarre and kind of strange until I realized that the website is called Dumb Little Man Tips for Life. And so I guess I'm the dumb little man because I was reading it. But these things were strange. And so I want to pass this on to you because maybe this will help you have a little less stress as you approach the next 10 days. So here's what they suggested. Get your pets used to your decorations. 
Now, I'm not a pet person. I chose to have humans instead. <laughs> but this sounds stressful to me. Like, how do you even do that? And, and when do you know that your pets are used to your decorations? That seems a bit strange. How about this one? Just let things go wrong. Just let them go wrong on purpose. Because letting things go wrong on purpose has never created stress for anybody, right? How about this one? Enroll the kids in wrapping presents. I've seen my kids wrap, and that's not a pretty sight, so that's stressful. Here's my favorite. And keep in mind, again, this was all built around ways that you can de-stress. And here's what it said. Buy your crackers after Christmas. Crackers. Now, I got in trouble after first hour because I guess these crackers aren't actually crackers. There's something else. It's kind of a British thing, which made no sense to me at all. So this is a bit bizarre. But this is the truth. Here's what the website said. Buy your luxury crackers after Christmas and get a really good price, then store them away for next year. Now, I've never heard anybody say, I'm really, really stressed. To solve that, I need to go out and buy crackers. (laughs) Like, just nobody says that. But here's the deal. This time of the year and this season has a way of bringing stress into our lives. And it sneaks up on us, whether we want it to or not. And it's really not about the birth of Jesus and peace on earth and goodwill toward men. It's kind of about surviving until we can get to the new year and everything goes back to normal. And often we think that way, but I think God wants us to act in a different way. I think he wants us to enjoy what's happening here. And he wants us to do this. He wants us to stress less. And that's actually our big idea for today. It's what we're going to think through and unpack. How can we stress less? And how can we add more true, lasting, and real joy into our lives as we walk through a time that's just really busy and chaotic and often something we don't like? So how can we embrace this? How can we walk through this with less stress and more joy? I think that is very possible. So here's what I want to do. I want to walk through a story that we find in Scripture. And it's a story about Jesus and some things that he was involved in and some interactions that he had with people. And from there, we're going to pull some principles that I think will help all of our Advent seasons be a little more merry and bright and have truly less stress and more joy. So that's what we're about today. And this story is written by a guy named Luke. Luke was a medical doctor and a close follower of Jesus. And he was an eyewitness to this particular event. I mean, he was actually there. He saw what happened and he heard the conversations that people had with Jesus and Jesus had with them. So he's not writing this from the perspective of, here's what somebody else said that Jesus said. Right? We all know how that can kind of get messed up and things don't exactly come out right. But that's not the case with this particular story. Luke was there. He was an eyewitness to everything that was happening. And so he writes from the perspective of, I know, I saw it, and I enjoyed it, and this isn't something I heard from somebody else. This is something that I know that happened. Now, this is not an Advent story. Jesus is a grown man at this time. 
And so this isn't the Christmas story. It's something that happens later. But again, there's just a lot of principles that fall out of the story that are going to help us stress less. So this is found in Luke chapter 10. And I'm going to begin reading with verse 38. Out of respect for God and his word, I'd like for you to stand with me as I read through this. So here's Luke talking, and again, he's an eyewitness. He saw all of this happen, and here's what he says in verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him and the group into her home. Her sister Mary, this is not the mother of Jesus, it's a different Mary, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted. And you see that word there? We're going to come back to that word in a moment because it's fascinating. And it tells us a lot about what was really happening in Martha's life and in her mind at this time. And often what happens to a lot of us, and whether it's this season or just another busy season in life, we tend to get very distracted. And Martha was there. She was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. And she came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Some of you have probably experienced this in some of your gatherings, right? Like everybody's sitting around just doing nothing. And man, isn't it unfair that I have to do all of the work? And she comes to Jesus and says, tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his words. You may be seated. So here's what's happening. Jesus is traveling with a group of followers and disciples, and he makes his way to Martha's home. And He had a friendship with her, and they knew each other, and Martha and her sister Mary were big fans of Jesus. They believed in him, and so they were very excited and really grateful for the opportunity to welcome a guest like Jesus into their home. And so let's think about Martha for a moment. And as we think about Martha, think Martha Stewart, okay? Everything has to be perfect, right? This is a party for Jesus, and he's going to be in my home. And so I want the perfect snack, and I want the perfect dinner, and I want the perfect drinks, and I want the flow in the house as people are moving about to be absolutely perfect. And she was consumed with the perfect event and the perfect party. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Martha, Martha, Martha. That's what we find here. And she wanted everything to be absolutely perfect just right, because it is Jesus. Nothing wrong with this at all. Perfect, 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 Martha, Martha, Martha. And that's what we find in Luke chapter 10. Her sister, though, by the name of Mary, really didn't have the same feelings about what she should be doing. And so she sat down at the feet of Jesus and was simply listening to him talk and teach. And she was thinking... 
Well, I don't know what everybody else is doing, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen to Jesus and I'm not going to be freaked out by all the stuff that is bothering Martha. I'm just not going to go there. I'm going to be right here. And you get the sense that they probably were irritating each other in the process. Martha annoyed that her sister wasn't helping with any of the stuff that needed to be done to keep the party moving and alive. And Mary aggravated with Martha that she was so stressed out about what was happening in that particular home. And so some unique dynamics going on here. And of course, Jesus was there and he begins to talk to them and Luke records what happens. And so there's some thinking points that fall out of this great chapter and I want to share them with you. First of all, Martha opened her home, but Mary opened her heart. And there's a difference there. Martha opened her home, and that was a good thing. Nothing wrong with that at all. Jesus needed a place to go, and they needed to eat, and they were friends. And so there's nothing wrong with Martha opening up her home. But Mary opened up her heart, and that was a better choice. What's so special about this season is that we get the chance to slow down a bit and think and reflect and contemplate the birth of Jesus. And whenever there is a birth of any kind, really, there is drama and mystery and wonder that surrounds that. And that's certainly the case when Jesus was born. The advent, the arrival, the birth of Jesus is absolutely amazing. And it gives us this opportunity to kind of just step back and think about everything that is happening. Instead of doing that, though, here's what we often find ourselves involved in. We find ourselves doing a lot of other things that are important and are good, but we kind of miss out on what is potentially better, and that is pausing and stepping back and saying, all right, I need a word from Jesus. I need to hear from him. I need to think about what he walked through for me and allow that to re-energize me at this particular time of the year. It's not that those other things aren't important, but they might not be as important as straight-up time with Jesus. And we get distracted. And that's Martha. Busyness, activity, and plans aren't bad. I want you to hear that. You need to know that. Busyness, activity, and plans aren't bad, but opening our heart to Jesus, better. So activity, busyness, plans, not bad. Opening our hearts and getting quiet before our great Savior and Rescuer is better. Here's the second thinking point. Sometimes we have to slow down so that we can actually listen. And if we don't slow down, we miss that opportunity like it just passes us by. And this is what we find in verse 40. Martha was distracted by the big dinner that she was preparing. And that word distracted is so unique because it has the picture and the idea in the original language there of being pulled in many different directions at the same time. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Or maybe you've even used that phrase yourself. I am so busy and I'm so stressed. I'm just being pulled and stretched in opposite directions at the same time. And I don't know how this is going to work out. And that is what is happening to Martha here. She is distracted. She is stretched 
in a lot of different directions by the big dinner that she was preparing. She was actually stretched by different responsibilities. And again, what I want us to keep in mind here is that these responsibilities are not bad. They're actually good things and things that we're going to be involved in probably in the next 10 days. But she allowed that to become the thing that drove her instead of opening her heart to Jesus. And so perhaps the greatest thing we can do over the next 10 days is to kind of just step back and relax and say no to a few things so that we can say yes to better things like what Jesus wants to say and whisper into our hearts. And in our takeaway section, I'm actually going to share some practical ways that we can just step back, say no, and how can we walk through this in a way that brings less stress and more joy into our lives. Thinking point number three, overloaded schedules cause us to lose sight of how much Jesus cares about me. When we allow our schedules to get really overloaded, all of a sudden we begin to think that Jesus doesn't care about me, and that happens here. Martha comes to Jesus at some point, and she says, don't you care, or doesn't it seem unfair is the language she uses, that my sister just sits here while I do all of this work? Like, isn't this strange? Jesus, can't you do something? And what you read between the lines there is, Jesus, don't you care about me? Like, I'm really busy here, and I'm trying to make this a wonderful event for you and all of the other followers, and I am working hard. I mean, I'm really busting it to just create this amazing party, and my sister is doing nothing, and I don't even know if you care about me, Jesus. Jesus is in her home. I mean, physically, he's present there, and yet she thinks... Jesus doesn't care about her. And I don't think Mary thought the same way. Why not? Because she wasn't just in the same home as Jesus. She opened up her heart to Jesus. And she allowed that moment to be something special and unique for her. I want you to think about this. When we stop spending time in the presence of Jesus we will begin to think that he does not care about me. And it can happen that fast. All right, think about that. When I stop spending time in the presence of Jesus, I will begin to think, and it will become true for me, that Jesus really doesn't care about me. When I step away from God's house and I allow those weeks to pile up, all of a sudden I just begin to think that Jesus doesn't care about me. When I stop spending time in God's word and sitting at his feet and listening to what he wants to whisper into my heart, I will begin to think that Jesus doesn't care about me. And when I stop spending time with God's people, it is just a matter of time before I begin to think and feel that Jesus does not care about me. And it can happen again very, very fast. And it's not that Jesus has gone anywhere. He hasn't gone anywhere at all. It's just that I've overloaded my schedule with things that are good and things that are important, but yet they're not necessarily the best things that take me into the presence of Jesus. So one of the things that we really want to wrestle with today 
is, are there some things in my life that I need to get rid of that aren't taking me into the presence of Jesus? Some distractions there. Am I being pulled in a lot of different directions and all of a sudden I find myself not in God's house or not in God's word or not with God's people? Are there some things that I need to get rid of that are keeping me from being in the presence of Jesus? Or are there some things I might need to add so that I am in that lane where I am spending time in the presence of Jesus? I want to share three simple takeaways with you. And I want you to know, this is not new information. Right? I'm going to roll out these takeaways, and you're going to be like, I've heard that before, I've read that before, I know that. So this is not new information, okay? But I do believe, based on what we find in Luke chapter 10, this is very helpful stuff as we approach the next 10 days and what's going to happen with all of the stuff that needs to be accomplished. So let's keep in mind, stress less. This is the goal. We want to be like Mary not like Martha, and we want more joy, real lasting joy that comes from within, even if what's happening around me doesn't necessarily feel that good. So here's some takeaways for us. Number one, choose to stress less. Just choose. Right now, on this day, we have to make the strategic decision that I'm going to stress less as I approach the days ahead. That's what Mary did. Here's Jesus speaking, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all of these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it. And the idea of the word discovered there is she made a choice. So it's like she just got lucky. And often sometimes people think maybe Mary was just lazy, right? She just didn't like that, and so she didn't want to get involved. And that's not what we discover here. What we think about and what we're told is that she made a strategic choice. Mary has discovered it, and so she intentionally sat at the feet of Jesus. Jesus was in her home, but he was also in her heart, and Jesus said, this will not be taken away from her. So we must choose right now to stress less over the Advent season. And if we don't choose now to do that, guess what we're going to do? We're going to stress a whole lot more. It's just going to happen. So takeaway number one, strategically, right now, on this day, before you walk out of here and get in your car and do whatever it is that you have to do, choose, choose, discover, stressing less. Now, let me share some practical ways I think we can implement that over these next few days. Because that's easy to say, not always easy to pull off. So Here's one way that we can do that, and that is by memorizing Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. And we're going to walk through this, and we're going to actually memorize this together this morning. And I want you to have this in your mind so that when there is pressure from family or work or things that you have to buy or do or be, you can kind of just bring this back up and say, okay, here's how I'm going to intentionally stress less. I'm going to say, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No. That's not where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made the mountains, right? He's the one who made the heaven and the earth. So we're going to memorize this and say it together. Don't whisper it. Be loud. Be proud. Here we go. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. One more time, and I think you've got it. I look up to the mountains. 
Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Yeah, and I want you to just let that roll around in your mind as we walk through this season. And again, when you feel that pressure kind of invading your life and your space, you just remember Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. I look up to the... Name your stress there, all right? It's probably not an actual mountain, but you can name your stress there, put it right in there. Does my help come from figuring that stress out? Absolutely not. Of course not. A thousand times no. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And you just say that again and again, and I think you'll find that giving you an opportunity to stress less. All right, here's the other thing that I think we can do, and that is to start an Advent reading plan. And if you go to uversion.com, there's a seven-day reading plan there called The Story of Christmas. So if you've got access to the web, you can go there. You've got to make an account. It's free. It's pretty simple, and you can sign up for The Story of Christmas. And you can actually have every day delivered right to your smartphone or smart device, or you can read it on your computer. And it's the story of the arrival of Jesus. And so over the next seven days, you get this opportunity to kind of just step back and say, okay, pressure's coming in. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. And also, I'm on this seven-day journey of thinking about the arrival of Jesus and what that means for all of us. I think if you implement these two steps... You're strategically making the choice to stress less. Here's the second takeaway. Say no. All right, give, your per, give yourself permission right now, before you walk out of here, that you're going to say no to someone or something or some event. Like, you're just not going to go. You're not going to be there. You're not going to do it because you want to step back and relax a little bit. And the reason we need to give ourselves permission to say no is we often have a hard time with this. And we say yes to everything, and in saying yes to everything, we have to say no to certain things that might be better. And so we want to give ourselves right now permission just to say no. See, we often say yes to Cousin Joe and Aunt Nene and Meemaw and Moo Moo and Peepaw and Poop Poop and whatever the names are. I don't even know. We say yes to everything. It's too much. It's just too much. And so skip the club basketball games. Our kids aren't going to make the NBA anyway. And just stay home and enjoy time with the people, really, that matter the most. Give yourself permission right now before you walk out of here to say, no, I'm not showing up. I'm not going to be there because I'm going to make a better choice. I'm going to spend time in the presence of Jesus. So say no. And then thirdly, put the pre in preparation. As best as possible, don't save all of the details for the last minute. What needs to be done today so that you have less stress tomorrow? Think through that and then implement and do it. And I think we will find ourselves becoming more like Mary and a little less like Martha. Now, I know some of you are thinking, this is too simple. This is lame Of course we will do these things. Of course we will put the pre in preparation, and of course we'll say no, and of course we'll choose to stress less. But if you are anything like me, we actually don't do this stuff. We don't make a strategic choice before we get into the thick of things to say, I'm not going to go there. 
and we say yes to a lot of things that we shouldn't, and we don't really prepare, and we save everything for the last minute, and we bring our own stress upon ourselves. And so the challenge today is let's stress less. And I think in doing that, we're going to have a wonderful opportunity to reinvent Advent, and we're going to like it, and we're going to find less stress and a lot more joy as we spend time in the presence of Jesus. Father, we are so thankful for this wonderful story found in Luke chapter 10 that just helps us to pull out some principles as we walk through a busy season and a busy time to strategize and to make great choices, to actually choose to stress less now, to say no to a few things, that even as I think about my own schedule right now, I know there's a few different opportunities where I can say no to some stuff. So help me to have the courage actually to do that. And I pray the same for everybody in here because it's not an easy thing. Sometimes we feel like we're disappointing people and we're letting others down. But all of our issues and our problems that we have today are going to be there tomorrow. So let's just say no to some things and really spend time in your presence. Help us to chase that. God, help us to put the pre in preparation and to do some things today so that we won't have as much stress tomorrow. God, thank you so much for the reminder that we find in Luke chapter 10. Help us. God, I pray as we walk out of here and things and pressure and stuff to buy and stuff to do and stuff to be just crashes in on us, that we would choose to act like Mary and that we will discover it because it will not be taken from us and the it is time with you. So God, just help us to push some other things aside and to get there, knowing that it's going to help us reinvent Advent and in doing that, we'll have less stress, a lot less stress and more joy no matter what the circumstances are around us will have this deep, abiding joy on the inside that cannot be taken away because of our time with you. So God, help us to implement. Help us to be people who are doers of your word and what it says. Thank you so much for this time and for your words of advice to us. They're so practical, so helpful. Help us again to do what you want us to do as we walk out of here in just a bit. And we'll thank you for everything. And we'll thank you for helping us to stress less. We will. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 915 in 11 a.m.